Yo, Wagwan, this is Daddy Grappler, aka Lee Victoire. Got a very, very special guest this evening. <coughs> my wife, Wifey. Hello. My queen, my princess. <laughs> you don't need to go on. My reason for breathing. My absolutely everything. Okay. Wifey. Alright. My love, Lena Khalil. Okay. Hello. So, um, this eve, wanted to discuss something that affects quite a few people, men, women, young, old, all nationalities, all backgrounds, all religions. As long as you're human, this can touch you and touches a lot of people, including myself, including my wife. And that topic is anxiety under the umbrella of mental health generally but anxiety is something that uh, a lot of people have to deal with on a daily basis right mm. yeah and yeah just wanted to have a bit of a chat about it to be honest so tell me lena trying to normalize it normalize things so tell me your experience with anxiety i honestly lena. wouldn't even know where to start Start at the beginning. Start at, right at the beginning. If you want. So it started when I was four. Mm. Anxiety. Mm. My first real anxious episode was when I was four. And I remember it very clearly. So I had a thing with um, moving transport. Mm. That was my first introduction to anxiety. So I couldn't go on things that moved. So buses, trains, cars, anything. And I remember one time, so I was about four, earliest memory with anxiety. And because my parents didn't drive, we were going to see a friend who lived about 40 minutes away and we were all getting the train. So before this, I had no idea that I had this anxiety and neither did my parents. But as soon as I saw the train pull up, I freaked the fuck out and I started screaming and crying and carrying on and I ruined everyone's day. We all went home and it just went on from there. Mm-hmm. So that the whole transport thing um, went on till I was about 13. Mm. And it, yeah, and then my anxiety turned into something else. It turned into something else. Yeah. So other things would make me anxious. But that Mm. was quite severe. It was really, really severe. Oh, also, when I was nine, I developed agoraphobia. So the fear of, like, open spaces. And I couldn't leave the house. I didn't go to school for three months. That's hectic. Um, Yeah, teachers were asking about me, all my friends were asking about me. But every time I left the house, I'd have this major panic attack and I'd throw up and I'd pass out. Literally, just faint. And yeah, that was when I was, I was about nine. Uh Uh-huh. But then that sort of went away after about three months and Mm. yeah. So I have as a youngster never experienced any anything like that mm-hmm. anxiety anxiousness was was never 
a thing that I was exposed to never affected me. Yeah. Until I met you, I didn't know anyone. I didn't know anything about anxiety. Yeah. Until I started learning about, uh, I guess, the symptoms and mm-hmm. um, what to look for, what the effects are, mm. and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, when I learned all of that, I then looked back and realized I knew a lot of people with anxiety. Yeah. In um, my family, I think I've got relatives with that suffer from anxiety. Definitely, mm-hmm. 100%. It could be on different levels as well, different degrees of anxiety. Mm. It's not always as severe as the way I had it. Mm. Um, People can suffer anxiety mildly. It doesn't have to be, oh, I can't leave the house or get on a train. Mm. But yeah. Mm -hmm. But through my 20s, it changed. It became completely out of control Mm. what do you mean and oh it was a monster that i couldn't control anymore Mm. i ended up in hospital um i ended up with an eating disorder Mm. for a good uh i'd say two years on and off Mm -hmm. so that nearly killed me i nearly died and I was in hospital and I was actually in a hospital, in and out of hospital for a while. And then I got admitted into hospital mm. for about a week. And it just, it just spiraled out of control. Like I didn't know what to do anymore. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It was, it was a really intense time in my life because also... I didn't know how to control it. I wasn't aware what was happening to my body Mm. and to my mind. Now that I'm Mm. a little bit older, I go, okay, this is what it is. And sort of manage it a little bit more, a little bit better because I'm aware of what it is. Mm. But when I was so young, I just had no idea what was happening to me. I didn't even know that it was anxiety. Mm. I had no idea. I had nobody tell me like I had... You know, psychologists sit with me in the in um, the hospital, mm. talking to me about my eating disorder, but not talking to me about why I had the eating disorder. Mm. Like, what the fuck is going on with you? Mm. So I was very confused. I had literally no idea. Now I've got an idea. <laughs> so anxiety. I mean, when we were kids and when we were younger, even ten years ago, mm-hmm. anxiety wasn't something that. Um, was openly discussed. No, not at all. Even by doctors and all that. Yeah. All them things. So, tell, um, tell me about like the symptoms of anxiety. Like, what, what were the symptoms that you experienced and uh, that you experienced now? Okay, so it was different when I was a child to when I was a teenager to when I was an adult. Um, so the classic anxiety symptoms, like when you're having a panic attack, are, you know, racing heart, um, feelings of dread, feeling like you're about to lose your mind, feeling like you're about to die or something horrible is about to happen. You get nauseous and you might pass out. My biggest ones were nausea and fainting. I would pass out every time that I was anxious. And I would throw up every time that I was anxious, which is how I developed an eating disorder. 
have to make clear that I didn't develop an eating disorder because I was fat. I was actually very aware that I was extremely underweight. Um, but because I was throwing up so much and now I was making myself throw up mm. to kind of ease the pain that was in my stomach, they still had to classify it as an eating disorder mm. because my weight, my weight went down to 43 kilos and I'm not short. Mm. So I looked horrible. And um, it was it was like... I was having one straight panic attack for six months. Mm. That's what it was like. Mm. So usually people would have panic attacks for a few moments, like a few a few minutes, and then it'd be over. At the most, a few hours. Mm. Mine felt like it was going on for months and months. Mm-hmm. But it can be different for a lot of people as well. A lot, like my symptoms can also change mm. from day to day. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like there are triggers oh, for yeah. your anxiety? Oh yeah, of course. And do you know what they are? I do now. I didn't know before, but as I'm getting older, I'm aware of my triggers and there are things that I know not to like talk about or watch on TV mm. or even people can trigger my anxiety sometimes. Mm. How? Um, just their negative energy. Mm-hmm. Their aura can give me anxiety. If they if they have a negative energy about them, mm. I'll feel anxious for sure. Mm. Amazing. Okay. So, I mean, look, as someone who does not suffer from anxiety, and I, I I've have... I've made you very aware of anxiety, poor thing. <laughs> You're yeah. just like... What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I mean, I've had a couple of episodes of anxiousness and some anxiety. I think, I think that's normal. Yeah. I think mildly, but nothing it's like... It's not generalized anxiety disorder, GAD, no. like what I've got. Yeah. Nothing like that. No. Thank God. At all. Because um, we can't both be anxious. Yeah, that'd be funny. Not ha-ha funny, though. No, not ha-ha. No. Like, hmm, that's, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that... Like, mm, how are you living mm. your life? I don't know about that. Yeah, I feel sorry for your kids. So it's been enlightening for me, yep. to say the least. Because, I mean, not everybody suffers from anxiety, but I would be um, more confident to say that everybody knows someone that suffers from anxiety. Oh, yeah, it's an epidemic. So the, the folks like me that don't have anxiety that know someone with anxiety, all I can talk about is my experience in supporting. Yeah, which is a huge part. It is huge for somebody with anxiety to have a supportive person in their lives because they say that you're only as good as your support person. Mm. And if I didn't have you, my love, who supports me, through my my anxiety even if it's in the middle of the night waking up with a panic attack and you just putting your hand on me like waking up like you were never asleep Mm. and then you're just putting your hand on my back rubbing my back and telling me that it's going to be okay just that reassurance is everything Mm. it's everything because Mm. I mean support people are, are amazing they're amazing 
So from what I have learned so far, and all I can offer is just from what I've learned, is that um, from what I can view, like anxiety and panic attacks, they come from or they cause the person to feel like they either need to fight or flight yeah or freeze yeah what do you think i do just out of curiosity a mixture of no you never freeze no <laughs> you never freeze <laughs> you wish i did didn't i knew it's either you need to fly the fuck out or fight the fuck out i usually fight though don't i mm. I'm, I'm a bit of a fighter when it comes to it mm. yeah so because that's what i was taught all my life having anxiety Mm. Because as a child, there's nowhere to run. You right. can't flight. So you have to sit and fight it. You can't just leave the house. You can't get in your car and drive off. Isn't that interesting? When you're nine years old. So you, you're stuck at home and you have to fight it. Which is why when I have anxiety now, mm. I don't tend to, to, to flight. Mm. I tend to fight more. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. When you think about it. So, anyway, as a support person, what I have to try and be conscious of, and as someone who doesn't suffer from anxiety, I forget mm. this shit all the time. Yeah. So I drop the ball all the time. Fuck up all the time. But when I do remember, uh, I have to remember that mm. you, mm-hmm. going through the chaos, need stillness. Yes. Absolutely. So I need to be... The opposite of what I'm feeling. Still. Yeah. And safe. Mm-hmm. So safety. I think. That, look, I feel like you, yes. when you're in that state, you require Of safety. course, because the, the one thing we don't feel is safe. Everything right. is getting out of control in our minds anyway. So the only thing I can offer to mm-hmm. people who may be struggling as a support person and... Uh, it's all from just my experience, trial and error, fucking up, trying to get it right, mm-hmm. getting it right occasionally, is just trying to be still. Yeah. Um, to support. Yeah. You when you're going through that. Yeah. Um, but what helps outside of like me supporting you if you're by yourself? Like what 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 helps to calm it for you? Um, in the past, it. The reason why it got so out of control is because I didn't have that support person, Mm. you know? Um, I didn't have that person to go, okay, you know, I know what you're going through. It's just anxiety, calm down. Not even I knew what Mm. was... But you and I have been together for so long, so um, the time that we have been together, I knew that I suffered anxiety a generalized anxiety disorder and so you were able to support me but before that I had no idea what the fuck was going on so I would that's why my anxiety and my panic attacks would last forever because I couldn't talk myself out of it so to answer your question if I'm by myself it's an internal dialogue Um, It's me constantly saying to myself, okay, you are having an anxiety attack at the moment. You're going to breathe it out. You're going to be fine. 
um, you might have a bit of a vomit, but it's not gonna last. It's gonna hit you in the stomach, so expect that. You're not gonna pass out, it's okay. It's constantly just talking myself through it. It's gonna pass, it's gonna pass. And then he passes. Mm. So, yeah. It's tough. When you're by yourself, it's tough. That's why whenever I have an anxiety attack, I always look at you and say, I'm having a panic attack. Mm. Because I am looking for that safety space, that mm. support. Mm. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, to know and to see that this kind of shit is being spoken about yeah. a lot more often by celebrities, um, by, you know, mainstream media and just in society the conversation has become acceptable and mm -hmm. not seen as a weakness mm -hmm. and not seen as you're crazy mm -hmm. it's being seen more now as some normal shit because it affects everybody in one way shape or form and it definitely needs a lot more sustained attention i think and what people don't understand is like people think that if you suffer anxiety then you you're depressed Hmm. they are two extremely different things. Depression is depression and anxiety is something completely different. I'm not depressed, I'm anxious. Hmm. You see, do you know what I mean? Hmm. Yeah. I may have bouts of depression like everybody else just from the stresses of life and being a parent and all of that stuff. Hmm. But I'm not a depressed person. I'm an anxious person. Hmm. And you can probably... I mean, if you look closely when you see me, when you meet me, you can probably see my anxiety, but I'm so conscious of it and so aware of it, I will try to hide it. I'll compensate in other ways. Like I'll laugh a lot, I'll giggle, I'll, I'll, make, I'll try to like make up for my nervousness around mm. people because people make me very nervous. Mm. Mm. People mm. are a trigger for me actually. I do, I'm very like awkward outside. I'm very socially awkward. Mm. But I do hide it well though. Mm -hmm. I think I do anyway. Mm. What an interesting chat. This has been cool. There's been some like evening pillow talk. Yeah. About some mental health. And it's, it's also good to note that um, if you are an anxious person and... Um, you're on medication, that's completely fine. Um, I've never taken medication for my anxiety just because I'm, I've, I chose not to because mm. I'd rather just kick it old school and, um, and live with it. I just, I, another trigger for ang my anxiety, ironically, is medication. Mm. Medication makes me extremely anxious. Putting anything in my body that is filled with chemicals makes me oh it just goes off the scale even when i take a panadol mm. every time i take a panadol i go please don't kill me please don't let this be the thing that kills me mm. i swear to god i'm not even kidding you what happened tonight lee tell them what happened tonight <laughs> just before we did this podcast you had a panadol and you were saying exactly that i had a panadol because i had a headache and then i had the worst panic attack Mm. I my heart started beating really really fast and I felt like I was going to throw up and pass out and I looked at you and I said I'm having a panic attack do you think it's because of the Panadol mm. and you looked at me like what the fuck are you talking about mm. are you on drugs mm. <laughs> are you okay but yeah so 
So, look, we just wanted to put it out there. I'm neurotic, let's face it. And, you know, have an honest conversation because there's nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to this shit. Absolutely not. you got to deal with your head. Everybody's Mm. feeling a certain way. Yep. Some type of way, some time, and it's all good. There's nothing wrong with having this conversation. In fact, it's required and it's quite helpful and healthy to chat about these kind of things. Oh, man. I... I just cannot tell you the importance, especially if you're a young person, to just talk about it because I was young once, and I'm not saying that I'm old now, but I'm not in my 20s anymore, and it's such a lonely time, it really is. It, for me, the, the 20s was the hardest decade of my entire life mm. because I just was so confused and I never spoke to anyone about it, not even my parents like nobody knew what the fuck was wrong with me and I wish to God that I just went and got some help mm. or I spoke about it you know openly and honestly so that someone can go hey Lena you're okay you've got some anxiety you're gonna pull through you're fine mm. I literally had no one to tell me that because no one knew what was wrong with me but God bless my mother while I was sick she didn't leave my side at all mm. um, she didn't know what the hell was wrong with me but she just knew that I was throwing up all the time and um, I was extremely, extremely sick. Mm. And, you know, they say that, you know, anxiety won't kill you, but it nearly killed me. It mm-hmm. really, really nearly killed me. Well, I'm so, grateful that you didn't die. No. And that you're here with me. Well, sweet that's heart. very sweet, honey. <laughs> so, um, look, man, if you're ever wanting to chat about this shit, and you have no one to reach out to. Oh, just, yeah, write to me. Write to I'm, my lady. I'm the write bloody to myself. expert here. You know what I mean? If you know me, oh, then if you, you know if, me. If you, you especially chat, chat Yeah, chat to Lee about if you're a support person, especially um, if, you're, if you've got a partner with anxiety or a family member or even a friend and you don't know how to um, deal with them. Uh, definitely talk to Lee because he has a lot of experience in this now. And let me tell you, Lee did not start off great, okay? Yep. It's, it, it, we're not ashamed to admit it that he was very confused and he didn't know how to handle, like, the outbursts. Um, but since then, he's been amazing. Like, he's been great. Thank you. You are. You're great. Thanks, baby. So, look, man, uh, as I said, reach out. If you're ever wanting to have a chat to myself, if you know me, um, hit me up anytime. Um, there's going to be a, another podcast on this topic coming up very soon because I think it's really important to chat about with different people, different perspectives. For sure. Dads, mums, you know, all that. Mm. So um, there's definitely going to be another theme uh, well, it has been a theme of the podcast, but um, Lena has another pod- her own podcast coming up. Did you want to chat and let the people know? Yeah, a friend of a friend, a friend, and my wife is wrong with me. My friend and I are starting our own podcast. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about absolutely everything, not just anxiety, but it's going to be quite lighthearted and funny and fun. And the reason why I'm doing this is because it's an anxiety trigger for me. <laughs> so... What is? Um, just putting myself out there. Mm. And this year I promised myself that I would do something different, something outside of my comfort zone. 
because being in your comfort zone all the time when you're an anxious person actually works against you mm-hmm. if you're ever outside of your comfort zone you fall to shit yeah and you don't know how to deal with the world so it's time for lena to step the fuck up hang my love <laughs> hang, hang nuts out there. what is it called um uh, a breath of fresh idiots i believe <laughs> something <yeah>. like that <laughs> that's mad so stay tuned to that uh there is going to be some cool stuff happening there some guests lined up and all that kind of stuff so um thanks for jumping on the podcast sweetheart i really appreciate you're it you're welcome and um look if you're listening in i appreciate you spending time to hear us chat some shit um appreciate you guys hit me up if there's anything that you want me to talk about all that kind of stuff and stay safe stay blessed love up yourself big up yourself bye bye peace